0: Welcome to Nairobi Chapel, in Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. I went, um, I was told we need a part two of the same, of that sermon and I was like, so what do we say? So I took time to pray about it. And the word that God gave me uh, has different topics. I didn't know what to call it until Saturday morning when, Pastor, I found a, a text message. So what is the sermon title? It can be the heartbeat of Jesus, it can be the heart of Christ, but the thing that uh, to it has many things that I want us to think about today. So I called it uh, Disciples versus Great Crowds. Disciples versus Great Crowds. So we are going to think about that. Yeah, I love the, hmm, what is this? Yeah, we are still thinking about Jesus, and we talk about him, yeah? And uh, we'll have different scriptures to read. So it's it's a teaching, (laughs) but follow me through, yeah? So the first scripture you're going to read is from Matthew chapter 14. I can have different people read to us. Matthew chapter 14, verse 13 to 21. The other one, Matthew 15, 29 to 35. Then, the last one, Matthew 16, 5 to 12. So I'll just give a brief of uh, how all this comes together. I will explain it to all of us. And then we're going to have a few observations that I'd like us to think through. Yeah? And then finally, it's going to be now the application. How does this feeding of crowds affect me as a Christian Yeah. So we began um, with Jesus retreating to a solitary, private place. The news that Jesus had received was that John the Baptist had been beheaded, had been killed. And when he had this, he went to, now he needed to go to a private place. Uh, We all know that Mary and uh, Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, they were relatives. Yeah. So basically, Jesus and John the Baptist, they were also related. So, obviously, the death of John the Baptist must have affected Jesus, yeah? And so he needed a me-time, as in, I've just lost somebody, I needed a a me-time. And now this is why he had to go to this solitary place, privately. But then these crowds, they heard that Jesus has, has got into a boat and is now going somewhere. And the great crowds, the Bible says, they now went on foot. Mahali, Jesus was to land from the boat, they found him there. Uh, he found them they are waiting for him. And I see Jesus quickly forgetting the pain that he had in his heart. And he was moved with compassion towards these great crowds. And they had their sick people and all that stuff. So he was there to heal the sick. Yeah. And towards the end of the evening, there was this hunger. And all you know, the disciples were like, you know, you need to send away these people. Because you don't have enough food to feed these great crowds. And Jesus asked, What do we have? So they said, We have two fish and five loaves. They were brought to Jesus and he multiplied. He fed the entire crowd of 5,000 men, besides women and children. And you see that after the feeding, they collected 12 uh, baskets of bread. Now, another incident happened. Again, Jesus with these crowds, they came, 4,000 in number this time around. He teaches them, he heals the sick, the lame, the crippled, They walk, all that stuff. And again, the same thing disciples who saw Jesus multiply the bread. They are telling Jesus, send away these people because we don't have enough bread to feed these people. And Jesus again asks, what do we have? They even have seven loaves and a few fish. Not like in the first instance where the people were more, this time they are 4,000. They only had five loaves, this time they have seven. And they only had two fish. This time they have few fish. And they are still saying, We don't have enough food. We need to get rid of these people. And Jesus says, No, just bring this bread and the, the fish. He prayed over it and multiplied and fed the people. And still, some remainder happens. You know, some few baskets remained. And now, Jesus, with his people, these 12 disciples, they have to now cross over to the other side of the lake. And as they were crossing over, the disciples remembered, oh, oh we, didn't carry, we didn't carry bread. You know, they are so worried within the boat, like, oh, we didn't have bread. And it became a discussion in the boat. And Jesus now, he's now warning them against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, which were the wrong teachings that they had at that time. And this, his disciples were like, oh, he also knows that we didn't carry bread. And Jesus has this emoji on his head, even you are still thinking about bread. Don't you realize who you are with? We didn't have bread to feed for the 5,000. It's even reminding them. We didn't have enough bread to feed the 5,000. We didn't have enough bread to feed the 4,000. And even this time round, you are still worried that you do not have bread. And so they got to understand that actually Jesus is not talking about this physical bread, he's talking to us about the the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So basically this is what this story is all about. But then there are a few things that I would like us to you know after that discussion we didn't read that part uh, Jesus now they learned and now Jesus asked his disciples the question who do people say that I so when uh, you are Elijah, some say you are Moses, you are this, you are this. And then he asks, but who do you say that I am? And so Peter goes ahead to say, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And there are Jesus, if I can read that proportion, he's actually very excited about um, this response of Peter. Simon Peter says that uh, you are Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hate will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. And then after all these disciples or this Peter confessed the right thing, who Jesus is, from here... Verse 21 says that from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed on the third day, be raised to life. So what is really happening here? Several observations to discuss from these different texts that we have read. The first thing that I see is the selfless nature of Christ. Jesus was already heartbroken. He's already in a morning mood. I have just lost my cousin. We can call him cousin. We don't know. They just say that Mary and Elizabeth were relatives. So I have just lost a very close person to me. But then, a great crowd gathers. And they have all these needs. You know, they have the sick. Um, they're hungry. They're all these. And the Bible says that he is moved with compassion and starts ministering to these people. He forgets his own pain that he was going through. He is God. Jesus is God. And I believe before he was born here on earth, there was this glory that he had in heaven, you know? Millions upon billions of uh, um, angels that were worshipping him. He had, you know, all this authority, nice life there in heaven. But then he forsook all that and came here to this earth. With all the circumstances he was born in and with the mission of redeeming mankind back to himself, yeah. He loves people that much that he can forsake all that uh, good life he had there, he can forsake his own thing so that he can be able to minister to these people. That is one thing that we need to uh, remember about Jesus. There's also something that I discovered about these great crowds, yeah. So maybe they didn't know or maybe they knew that Jesus and John the Baptist were related. I don't know. But there's a high possibility they could have known. But these guys, they're not so much concerned about what Jesus is going through. Like they have had Jesus is there in the bring the sick, bring everything. Nobody really cares. They didn't really care about Jesus. What really mattered to them were the benefits that they were getting from Jesus. Me, I'm sick, I need to be healed. I am hungry, I need to eat. I am this, I am this, I am this. Nobody really cares about the heart of Christ. What is it that is aching him? What is it that is burdening his heart? All they wanted were the benefits that they get from, from Christ. No wonder when Jesus now started teaching about the hard gospel that one day you will have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. They were the first two. To run away. These are the great crowds. Great crowds are people who are following Christ, not because they love him, not because they really know him, but because of what they can get out of him. But then we have disciples. Disciples, on the other hand, these are guys that Jesus called, uh, Come, follow me. They left their everything that they were doing, they paid the cost. You know, they left the the fishing that they were doing. Some left their families and all these things. And they had the privilege of being with Christ all the time. You know, if Jesus went and taught parables, they would come again to Jesus. Could you please explain to us? They did not quite understand what you meant in this. Like that parable of the sower. You know, he taught with uh, a parable, but then they came again and asked him, What exactly did you mean by this? And Jesus simplified, he simplified the gospel that he was teaching so that they could understand it. These are people that were in the space of Christ. People who knew uh, he's getting angry, who saw miracles he performed, uh, who got the privilege of being taught every time and then, who, if they had questions, they they had access to Christ. So they knew who Jesus was. No wonder Jesus is getting so frustrated with these guys that um, they are still worried we don't have bread. You know, like when now he has already fed the five thousand. I believe you were there, four thousand. Jesus expects them not to get worried. I see you saw me. I fed them, but anyway, here you are the same same guys telling me I need to chase these people away because we do not have enough bread. Okay, Jesus now says, okay, let me just give them a second just In their boat, they are still worried. We do not have bread. And you now Jesus is like, what's wrong with this? <laughs> what's wrong with these people? Are they not getting to know who I am? Do they really know who they have in their lives? Do they really know who is it that they are hanging out to There has to be a difference between the great crowds and the disciples of Jesus. There has to be a difference. Disciples are people who they have purpose in their hearts that I'm going to know who this God is. Who is this person that I have decided to follow? Why am I following Jesus? Am I part of this great crowd that I am a Christian because I know one, two, three, he will do for me. Or am I his disciples and I want to know what is it that is burdening the heart of Christ? What is it that this Jesus um, is all about? What is it that breaks his heart? And how can I plug in into what he is doing, into his mission? And that is why as soon as he landed, Jesus really wanted to know, do these people know who I am? And so he goes ahead to ask, who so do people say that I am? And what an excitement it was for Christ when Peter finally said you are the son of God, you are the Christ. And then he was like, oh, cute. finally, we got it. And now he cannot start talking about his death. Because now time is almost done. The disciples are angry. They seem not to get to understand who I am. So there seems to be a gap. Yeah? They don't know who I am. Yet my team is almost done. So when he found this one man <laughs> who actually knows me, he's like, at least, even if I go, there is somebody who can try to explain to the other in their head, come above our at least there is one who can explain to them even if I I go. Are we together? Mm-hmm. So um, today we still have these crowds and we still have the disciples. People who are still following Jesus for different uh, purposes and I agree. Uh, sometimes there was a time I was a, a very, what do I call it, zealous uh, crusader. You know, doing this crusade and evangelist. And we tell people, come to Jesus. Your life will be new.
1: No more
0: trouble, no more nothing. I agree. We did all those crusades. Nobody really told these people that when we come to Christ, life is not always new. There will be tough times, there will be good times, there will be bad. So most of these people, they got born again because of the benefits. We never really introduced to them who Christ is. We never really told them what being a Christian is all about. We just told them, come, and your life is going to be okay. But even in that, as Christians, we need to get to a season where it's not all about the benefits. It's about getting to know who is this Jesus that we are confessing to be our Lord and Savior. And how am I plugging in into this mission? As I was reading and meditating about this Christ, I feel the heartbeat of Christ is that he wants his people to know him. You know he says the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things are going to be Added unto you. The same thing he's telling his disciples in this boat, don't worry about bread, get to know me first. Get to know, seek the kingdom of God first. And this is what God has called us to do. He wants his people to know him. And so we are going to Christmas and we are gathering people, families, wherever you are, maybe at your place of work and all these things. Would you be willing to be that one man? At least among the disciples, Jesus had Peter. Even if the others don't understand, at least he had Peter. In your family, there are those people that, when you gather, you're always talking about that, that fella, that lady who is just reward, hmm? that lady who is always bringing chaos in your family, or that colleague at the place of work, who is always causing <laughs> trouble, Could you now choose to be that ambassador, that one man, that one woman that Jesus says, at least I got Jane who can make these people know about me. At least I have John in that particular department that through him people are going to know about me. And I feel this is the heartbeat of Christ. Christ wants his people to know him. He went to heaven. And he left us that great commission. He said, go ye and make disciples. Not great crowds. There are so many churches that are gathering great crowds. You know? They don't know who this Jesus is. Or they are being promised, you come to Jesus and everything will be OK. But nobody is really taking time to tell them or to show them or to teach them what is this, who is this Christ and what is expected of me as his disciple. This is a great commission that God left to us. And his mission, his heartbeat, is that his people are going to know him. And know that he went to heaven, we are the people that he left this work to do. Yesterday, um, one of our great generals, Renhard Vonke, passed on. I don't know what you got about that, but to me, it, it was heavy in my spirit. It was really heavy. Uh, the other day, we mourned Billy Graham, people that did great things in the kingdom of God. And now yesterday, they had gone he left. And I was like, a baton has been passed on. You know, they did that great work, yeah? Of advancing the kingdom of God. And now that generation, it is going, yeah? They are slowly going. And now, that's is now being passed on to this generation. Just like Jesus was doing his work with his disciples, teaching them, equipping them, doing all these things, and now he feels, it's my time to go. Who do I leave this baton with? Thank God that he found a Peter among the 12 disciples. And now the the gospel came along, came, came, came. And now that generation is quickly flowing away, going away. And now it is us being left behind. How ready are we to carry on this baton? It was a question that is still heavy in my spirit. Is it during our time that this baton is going to fall down or are we going to pick it and continue running the race? He has joined all those uh, witnesses who are still cheering us on. And I feel that it is still the heart of Christ. It is still his cry within himself. It is what is burdening his heart. Are you willing to be that one person that through you he can make himself known to his people? Wherever you are, it could be your family. It could be your place of work. It could be, you know, anywhere. Your friends. God received you from that week of friends that used to do things that are not right. Are you going to be that one person to go back to them and tell them, hey, I found a friend who has changed my life. And I believe he can also change your life. Are you going to be that one person? It is my prayer and God's prayer that we will not be among the great crowds, but may we choose to be the disciples. People who are ready to pay that cost, it's not easy. (laughs) As he just said, um, I really wanted to be a doctor personally, and I really worked hard, and I got the grades. But then one day I made this prayer, God, I am available to be used of you. I am willing to be used to you. He came and forgot everything. Everything. <laughs> I had my plans. Finish. Do this. Work here. Do this. But when I said I am ready, everything just went like that. <coughs> and now, as I told us yesterday, uh, last Sunday, I have become that leaf on that river. Wherever he sends me, I go. He tells me now, to I, I come. To Rukana, I will run. Because have, I have offered myself to Him. And this is the, the, the desire that Christ um, has in His heart for His disciples. This is not for everyone. There are great crowds, they will always be there. But are you willing to join His disciples? He has left us that great commission. And today, it can be equated to that teaching of eating my flesh and blood. And i mean just they left him evangelism is not easy it's not a comfortable thing to do but it's something that god has called us to do and this is what he has called his disciples to do are you willing to carry on that battle amen so as we we'll be celebrating um his birthday i strongly feel the best gift you can bring to Jesus is a soul they may not get born again but share, share about Jesus who is this that you're celebrating why did he have to come to earth why do you follow him you know let just people know about him and through that we are going to be fulfilling uh, his commission and we'll be doing that which is burdening his heart and we are going to be blessed Amen (laughs) Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Trubani House on Shriji Road off Airport North Road.